24 episodes in 24 hours. 1,440 minutes of continuous recording. This is the 1440. U.S. Naval Observatory, Master Clock, at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 11 hours, 1 minute, exactly. Universal Time, 15 hours, 1 minute, 5 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory, Master Clock, at the tone, Eastern Daylight Time, 11 hours, 1 minute, 15 seconds. Universal Time, 15 hours, 1 minute, 20 seconds. I'm still eating my pretzels from last week. (laughs) We're such scumbags. (laughs) All right. Hello, everybody. Good. Oh, no, it's still good morrow. It's it's still the morning, David. Good morning. It's uh, episode five, hour five. Beautiful. Welcome to the 1440. I'm your host, Greg Klein. I'm your other host, Dave Champa. The 1440 is a 24-episode podcast recorded continuously for 24 hours where we will discuss Many topics and difficult questions will be asked. (laughs) At the end of each show, we will test our alertness by playing Midnight Club 2 on this PlayStation 2. (sighs) Greatest system ever. It's so good. We custom made a race and we race ourselves. At the end, we will tally our scores uh, towards the end of the season to see who is better and who is asleep. Please find the show on Spreaker and iTunes, as well as our website, champacline.com. This episode is hour five. It's actually 11 a.m. Our date of recording is March 18th. Your date is May 3rd. How you doing, David? I am just as good as I was 10 minutes ago when we stopped recording the last episode. <laughs> so 10 minutes ago, you had to, that coffee hit you, didn't it? That's my problem. So whenever I have my first cup of coffee, and it's usually well before this, it's usually about 8 o'clock in the morning, so it's now 11, uh, my, I was drinking this through the entirety of hour four, right about the 40-minute mark, I got some pretty excessive and disastrous deep pressure in my lower abdomen. <laughs> that sounds like a, a nautical film. Deep pressure. Deep pressure. It was disastrous. It was long-winded. It was deep pressure. So as soon as we stopped recording, I threw my headphones down and I had to run to the bathroom. <laughs> and it, um, it was it was everything I had hoped for and more. And my, my guess is, is that's going to be the only time that happens. I've, I've gotten myself down to once a day. <laughs> Once a day, yeah. I've gotten myself down to once a day. I've weaned myself down. <laughs> I've weaned myself down from seven to eight to now once. <laughs> from seven to oh, no, it was it, it usually it was a three to five or three to five a day. Some days it's been none. Some days it's been five or six. Yeah, since I cut since I cut sugar and a lot of the processed foods out of my diet, I have been less likely to go more than once a day. Um, the other thing too is I did find out after the whole thirty was done. This is not related at all to our episode, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because we can talk about whatever the hell we want. Um, that I am, uh, I have a extreme, extreme sensitivity to ice cream. Really, I can't eat ice cream. So is it is it the dairy? It's or? the mixture of the milk and the sugar in the ice cream. I don't uh-huh. know what it is, but because I can eat regular dairy, mm-hmm. and no problem. I can have cream cheese. I can have pizza. Usually doesn't do anything to me. But the other night we had ice cream. I probably only had like half a cup. I was about four hours later. I was in the bathroom at least four times between midnight and six a.m. That's awful. 
And so I was like, I told Kristen that morning, I'm like, I think it's, I think it's ice cream. Because then last night we had frozen yogurt, and I was fine. It's funny because I find if I have a bowl of ice cream like loaded with with syrup, yep. Before I go to bed, I sleep great. Really? It's weird. I don't know if it's because there's so much weight in my stomach. It just holds. It just weighs you out. It, it just <laughs> drops you into the it bed. It drags me into into uh, into slumber and yeah. hold, holds me down. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's definitely definitely ice cream. I mean, That's I was funny. I was in bad shape that night. But That's then, too like bad. I said last night, we took the girls out for frozen yogurt, um, and I did fine. Huh. I did absolutely fine. No problems. I loaded it up with all my favorite fixins, <laughs> and I and it was fine. What are your favorite fixins on ice cream? Not to get off topic, froyo or ice cream? Cause oh, because oh, now it has to be froyo. Oh, oh right. Oh. But when we go to froyo, so there are two places near us. There's I Spoon, yeah, in Gorham, and then there's Sweet Frog, which is in Scarborough. I've been to Sweet Frog. The place so we is went like to a Palace. It's beautiful. So we went to Sweet Frog because it was just closer for me because I had to pick the girls up somewhere other than daycare, and I usually get either a peanut butter flavored. You frozen yogurt mm-hmm. mixed with like a vanilla, and then I put all as many peanut butter toppings as I can. So I usually do the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, um, I usually do cookie dough bites, brownie bites, things like that, and then I top it with their peanut butter sauce. Oh my god, so good. do you get? Well, do they have peanut butter yogurt? Yeah, so they have different. The different stations have like different flavors. So one of them is like a peanut butter frozen yogurt, mm. and it's really really good. So that's usually what I always get. Oh. So that that is that's my that's my ongoing saga now. Realizing that I can't have ice cream unless I chase it or not chase it unless I take like some sort of like an anti-diarrheal medicine. <laughs> anti-diarrheal is that a thing? It's like was it like Pepsid or no not Pepsid but like you take like Pepsid Pepto Bismol so, or Maalox. So this is what you do. This is what you do. I'm ready. Tell me. You please. take some. You take a nice glass of you know warm water, something you can drink. You know, yeah. not hot, but not like lukewarm, but yeah. warm. And you put sand in it. Yep. And you drink that. Okay, it's just kind of like just sits, just sit in your stomach. It'll and just, just keep the sand in there. Yeah, it'll just hold you all together. Is it, and then if I eat the ice cream, will, will the sand grains like filter out the sugar? And so all I literally would be getting was just like the liquid that comes. Yep. Uh, yep. That's, that's right. Just sand, sand. Uh, um so right before we started recording i know we're gonna we're gonna we might run this one a little over but i wanted to chat about what's going on down in your basement right now so a few minutes ago i was we were sitting getting ready to wrap and i just heard this (laughs) and like the whole floor started rumbling in the basement and apparently i didn't realize this but you have a power saw downstairs and your wife is power sawing in the basement which i think yeah. is amazing <laughs> yeah that she yeah. does all that stuff yeah they got a, yeah they got a chop saw down there and she's she's currently uh fixing up some adirondack chairs yep. like the wooden adirondack chairs that she found um that just need some refinishing and yeah she's i think replacing some parts on them yeah she has some plans it was pretty funny though because i just uh, i i didn't expect to hear it and i just hear this big <laughs> you know being up here when she's doing that, I I was downstairs for a long time when we first bought the house, working on things. Yeah, and I was just happily working down there. Yeah, I didn't realize how freaking loud it is up here. <laughs> it, I didn't. Yeah, it was. And then we, she was moving stuff around, so like the floor was shaking too. Like you just yeah. like, 
all across the basement. And like, so we're in, like, our living room's kind of over a walkout basement part. So there's a garage door down there. And yep. when that opens, this whole room shakes. That's what happens. Like when we pull, when Kristen pulls, I heard it last night. I was in bed last night about 11 and Kristen got home from the movies right after that. But I could hear the garage door go up. I could hear the car pulling. Like I could hear the rumbling of the engine yeah. before she shut it off. So I, even down the hall and yeah. you know, the location, like our bedroom's at the other end of the house and the garage is on the other end. So we yeah. could still hear it, but yep. it's, it's interesting. The noises that you can hear. So, should we jump into the topic? What's the topic this so, week? So, today, w- for those of you who will be listening during Hour 5, it is, it is May 3rd, 2017. May 3rd is the National Paranormal Day. Uh, and that's something that is very n- near to me. I am a very big fan. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fascinating subject. You know, there are people, there are skeptics who don't believe that it's a thing, and that's fine. You're welcome to that, but like, I find it always find it fascinating. I was a huge fan of Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. when it was on television. I used to watch it all the time. Um, we did a few things in college when we were was that, that was like the height of my like paranormal like obsession. I just yeah. I loved it. I would YouTube ghost sightings caught on camera. I would YouTube EVPs <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but I just I, I think it's it's just such a fascinating topic and it could probably cover an entire series worth. We could do whole episodes on EVPs, on recurring uh, haunts or not recurring mm-hmm. haunts, but that was the the pre what is what do they call it residual okay the residual haunting. It's just the same thing over and over. It's just like they're stuck in a, these ghosts are stuck in a constant loop and they just do the same things. Um, it's just fascinating to me and I don't know what you're if you're if you're just as well. Like, I don't know. Um, okay. I and and I don't know if I actually believe in ghosts. Okay. But I understand that energy can only be moved around. You can't create or destroy it. Right. And I I don't, you know, and we're we're living creatures, we're beings that, you know, use energy to to exist. I don't I I could understand an argument where someone who lived in a house for say 70 years, the energy that was in their body got transferred into something else like so basically your body runs at 98.6 degrees it creates heat you know heat moves that's energy you touch a a piece of wood you warm the wood up a little bit energy from your body goes into that like so i could understand energy transfer and maybe there's like residual stuff that can be measured yeah i don't know if i don't know if i completely believe that an actual ghost a spirit of somebody would stick around right you know right. I, that so that's that's I guess the difference. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I I could understand the science behind some of it. Right, and I, I think that's good. I like the idea, like the idea that you just said about like and en- like just your, your energy is transferred, not necessarily your entire body is transferred after you die. Mm-hmm. Um, which explains too, like when you have these, like they have the quote unquote cold spots. Mm-hmm. It's technically that energy just in that one spot. It's not the whole body of it. Otherwise, it would feel a little warmer than that. Um, but I, I think that that's an interesting one too, because like that transference of energy after you pass never really leaves, right? Especially if you're in a place doing the same stuff, like doing these things over and over and over. So again. that so basically, I I almost would see it as catching a glimpse of like it's just an imprint, yeah. And for whatever whatever events line up just right, so that you catch it just for a glimpse, yep. Now, imprint is a word I've heard them. They the some of the ghost hunter stuff that I've seen they use that word a lot. Imprint, like they imprint their body or they imprint their life mm-hmm. across the the house. And usually, it's the residual haunts that I hear about. 
are like it's a very quick it's like t- 15 seconds you just yeah. see this ball you just see something move from one end to the other mm-hmm. and then it does it again you know see i would i i could believe it even more if say the same actual space hasn't changed but if you think about it okay this house is built on this piece of land it doesn't move but the earth is moving you know i'm right. s- meaning like if it was a cosmic thing and you're getting this imprint on a on a cosmic level yep it it doesn't add up because you were never in the same place right. ever yeah so it's got to be a more localized if that actually happens it's a more localized right. um, occurrence right exactly yeah so <clears throat> i think i think to an extent yes i believe that there is something more than normal or paranormal happening i like you said though i i'm just not sure if it's an actual person mm-hmm. roaming the earth or if it's just their energy that was sort of left behind yeah yeah um, i get that but then there's the other things they have like when when they talk about like the full bodied apparitions where you can actually see them like you pick it up on like a thermal you sure. can't you can't see it you can some people will be able to see it outright but then you have the thermal camera that can pick up heat signatures so then you have that full bodied apparition that you can see I don't know how often that happens but so I'm, that's definitely another thing it sounds like it's a rarity because it's a really big deal when it does yes if it happened all the time people would be like eh. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. uh, that's old man. Yeah. Magruder. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's Father Magruder. And he's gonna Yeah. Father Magruder. <laughs> he was turned into a zombie. <laughs> um, and then there's EVPs, which I find to be the most fascinating because that's like, to me at least, like there's there's something there. That's not just like you picking up the voice of someone else because there's no one else there. So like an EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon mm. where you set up a device to record in basically a dead space where there's no no other voice contamination and you record for long 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 periods of time and then you go back through and you listen to it and sometimes underneath the layers of the audio you will hear a voice come through now whether or not it's just your ears playing tricks on you or if it's real i'm willing to believe that there's an actual voice mm-hmm. there i don't obviously i don't like, have wonder any. what what would i guess it all comes back to energy something would have to make the air vibrate that the microphone would then vibrate and pick it up or yep. something imprints directly into the recorder, which is, I don't, I, I don't know. Right. Exactly. I'm trying, I'm going to see if I can pull up a, a, a quick. Now, the funny thing is there's tons of place folks in Maine that do this. There's a lot of people yeah. that ha- have equipment and they go around and they do this. Probably should have gotten in touch with some of them, but uh, it's just, a, it's, it's for me, it's a, it's a pass, not a passing thing but it's a passive interest like yes. i think it's cool if i came across um like this this topic like i find it fascinating Absolutely. i don't know i i'm not one to pursue it if if that makes sense i'm yeah. not i'm not going to pursue equipment um but we our, our our college experiences we we did to a degree what what have we got there david i'm trying to find i'm trying to find the, the all there are no like quick snippets of of audio clips so i'm just letting it play for a second while i can hear it so no talking about our audio um i can't find it so we talking about our audio experiences in college we used to do this fun thing and i don't know if it ever brought anything up but what we what people would tell you to do is you take your video camera mm-hmm. and then you know how when you like turn on a vcr you get that blue screen yeah okay so you're supposed to take your video camera and then you aim it at the blue screen and then zoom in and what it supposedly does when you aim that camera is it like draws out hmm. spirits 
<laughs> and it was I mean it was just something stupid that we used to do, but it was kind of fun cuz we would always like bring out our own um ideas on what we thought we were seeing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Now you said blue screen. I thought we did it on static. Was it static? I oh, think it, it was, was static. Sta- it was You're static right. You're right. Because static is random electrical noise. Yes, absolutely. Um, so it's random electrical noise and every now and then one of those static bits is an electron. Like you you basically you're seeing noise in the cables and stuff. Right. Um, right, exactly. So when we would point the camera at it and do a video and 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 basically record it, we would go back frame by frame and watch each frame of static and we would see images. I particularly remember unless my mind playing tricks on both of us we saw it. The guy in the top hat. Oh yes, that? that's right. We saw this fellow in a top hat over and over and over. Now, either our our minds wanted to make something out of it because that's what the human brain does. It forces right. images into right. into known images. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that might be more what it is because we're tr- kind of tricking ourselves into seeing it because we know we kind of want to see something. Right. Like I would love to do that again. We probably could have done it now, but we can't really translate that right in a podcast and let when right. videotaping it um there, there i am i'm dating myself videotape i've got some tapes over there for your dvr greg oh yeah yeah oh yeah are they betamax yeah. oh betamax we'll, we'll, we'll get into that actually and uh, it's a little while from now i think it's late at night a couple hours late 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 at night i also unfortunately forgot my vcr so that's okay we can't have some fun with I that. I think what we'll do is we'll try to take some of the video cassette tapes and uh, run them over our fingers. Okay. And see what we get. Oh, fine. Just pull, like, just put them right through our, t- our t- front fingers and just let the... Yep. the re- I the- think we need a couple of mummy fingers, though. <laughs> mummy fingers. <laughs> Sounds like a <laughs> snack. Uh, please enjoy these mummy fingers as your, as your dinner arrives. <laughs> Do you like them charred, black, decomposed, long fingernails? What kind of fingers are you looking for? Maybe we can maybe we can come up with what these actually are when we hit National Hot Dog Day. Oh, I think at about eleven o'clock, which will yeah, be yeah. eating hot dogs at eleven episode o'clock. Episode sixteen. We will not be eating hot dogs at eleven o'clock. Uh, but I bought some, so we're going to cook them. Did you? Perfect. Maybe we will. And we'll make up a, a dish called Mummy Fingers. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. So the next thing I have here is, so we live in Maine, obviously. I think we've said that in our other shows. Um, but I found this list about the top eight haunted places in Maine, which I thought was pretty interesting. They did. There was one on here that actually wasn't, but according to the, a recent news article, it, it was quote-unquote confirmed that there was a a, a ghost sighting oh. in this place. So the honorable mention for me was, and uh, somewhere I've done a lot of work, was the uh, Biddeford City Theater. Okay, sure. Um, there's, the, there's a ghost story. There's a story about a woman. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But there's a story about a woman who died in the theater, and she still sort of haunts the third floor mm-hmm. up by the dressing rooms. I've heard of that, too. Um, I've done shows there before where I've heard noises coming from the third floor dressing room when mm-hmm. we're all on stage unexplained there's like but there's nothing up there that could be falling or moving it really sounds like like yeah steps walking across the catwalk up on the third floor wow so uh, i can't verify it but there was a recent news article within the last couple months that somebody that the main ghost hunters i believe caught footage of what looked like an actual body i heard that did you hear that i heard that i wasn't so sure on how authentic it was 
Right, and so I think they're questioning the validity of it. Like, I it looks pretty good. Like the the camera, the camera got a pretty good shot. It looks like a woman standing on the stage. Yeah. Or I, I think she was going up the stairs. I'm, not, I'm always skeptical. I know. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I am too. But I thought it was kind of fun. So that was my honorable mention. So there's a few. There's one um, in Thomaston, Maine. There's a Maine State Prison in Thomaston. Now that's interesting because that building doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't. So there was the Main State Prison, which is where it's, it was a tourist attraction. It was in Thomaston. And down the street, there was the Main State Prison store yep. where they sold all like the, the furniture and stuff that the inmates made. Right, right, right. Um, the Thomaston Prison was way too small, and they built a new one and tore down the old one. Okay. So it's gone. It doesn't okay. exist anymore. All right. So, but who's to say? I mean, we're talking about energy. Yeah. Who's to say you can't stand out? It's a field now. I think I, I don't think they put anything there. It's a field or a park. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, um, and you stand out. Who, who's to say that something isn't yeah. out there? So the facility itself was for prisoners who serving out their life sentences, basically doing hard, like hard, hard labor. It was 1824 was when it was established. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it, it was a while. Um, men and women serve time. So it wasn't just like a men's prison. It was both, uh, Women were moved away from the facility, but um, during its history, apparently there were multiple fires. Yeah. So it's had to be rebuilt a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it also had mental health sections, like uh, asylum sections and, and a segregated unit. Creepy stuff. When you think about asylum, that's usually what my first thought is. is like, you got to go look at those because I bet there's a lot of well, activity. When I think of asylum, this is jumping states a little bit, but have you ever seen the movie uh, Session 9? We watched it in college. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. So that film was shot at the Danvers Mental Institution in Danvers, before, Massachusetts. Right before they tore it down. Right. Well, and that's, here's the thing. They didn't tear all of it down. They tore down the bad parts. Yeah, but they used the exi- the core of the building. Um, they renovated that, but they've built condos up there, and some of the old building is now condominiums. So this building that the, uh, was a mental institution for for a hundred some odd years, yeah. and was the pioneer in frontal lobotomy, and <sighs> not only that, there a lot of the uh, the uh, patients who didn't have family and stuff were buried up there yep. with numbers. Or in unmarked graves. So, who knows? I mean, I'm sure they did everything properly, and if they found anything, they it took care of it. Right. But, like, yeah, it's just like, it's a weird patch of ground up there. I'd be curious sure. to know if any experiences have happened with these some of these people in the condos. I know. Um, well, that movie Session 9, it, it touches on that, and, and I, I'm so glad they filmed it there before they tore it down. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting parallel. Yeah, so in the, in the prison, um, there apparently there's the report there's sightings of guards, uh, prisoners in there. Um, some guards have made claims that somebody was watching them when there was around. That's one of those feelings like you feel like somebody's watching you. you I turn get, around, nothing's there. I get that feeling all the time. Like if coming up the state coming up the stairs from the basement. Yep. Every time I walk any stairwell I, like that, I always feel like there's something behind. Me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it says, many believe that some of the hauntings are a direct result of equipment from an old prison on Thomaston being moved to and used at the main state prison. So that's another thing. So they moved equipment from an other prison to the main state prison, which is why they feel like the um, there are some haunts going on. So like the, the energy or the spirits followed the equipment? Came with the equipment, Like let's yeah. say, so you, you performed and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I did. What about, so what about some of that... Uh, the electroshock therapy equipment. What if some of that stuff was moved around? Exactly, because you, know? you you know you get that electrical, but then some of your energy may 
come out of the conductor, go down those lines right into the machinery. Sure. Why not? Who knows? Um, but that's an interesting that's an interesting theory. So the next one I have here is the Strand Cinema in Skowhegan. I'm a friend who, who who's done audio there a lot. I'm not sure if he has any stories, but um, it's an old old building. It says it was says it opened in November of 1929. It was about a thousand people for the theater. Uh, let me see here. So some employees who work there have experienced power tools being unplugged, working on their own. Um, shocking them actually like touching it and being shocked by there's another instance of like transference of energy Um, other people have reported that ghosts like people or ghosts smeared paint on the walls of the building Uh, not just vandals maybe they're just smearing shit I don't know it's ghost shit. Okay, I wonder. Okay, a ghost does go, do ghosts shit? <laughs> do they eat? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's pause. Let's pause for a second. <coughs> We're going down this road. Let's do it. So you know how they're talking about repeating, um, repeating apparitions and stuff, uh, like a residual haunt. Residual yep. haunt. What if that residual haunt is someone on the toilet? So you go to sit down and you're just like, oh god, that toilet seat's cold. It's 105 degrees outside. Yeah, right, right. Or, or not just that. What if, what if, say, it's a house that was. You're going back more for that flavored water. Yeah, that's bottle got, number two. Oh, I got to ration it because I only have three. This is my. There's only three left. Yeah, you're doing well. Christy did go out and get us coffee. Maybe she'll go out and get us some of this stuff. But um, just, so just, just like, <laughs> I need some all sparkling water. I actually asked her if, if she wanted me to put a microphone in the basement. Yeah, and put headphones down there so she, if she's working, she could join in. She said no, just at like random occurrences. She could just come in and be like, "All right, so here's what I'm doing." <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, "No, I don't want to do that." Okay, fair enough. I don't want to be a part of this. Okay, all right. So shitting ghosts, <laughs> shitting ghosts. So, so let's say it's an old house. It was renovated. They moved the bathroom. So now you have this apparition of someone shitting in your kitchen. <laughs> what? What if? What? What if? You, I mean, because the, inter- yeah. the space is the same. Let's say there's an apparition periodically of someone taking a dump in your kitchen. <laughs> You get the call from the, you're the ghost hunter, and you're like, you get the call from somebody who's like, so I'm pretty sure my kitchen's haunted. Oh, okay, so man, what are you, what are you seeing? Well, I can't quite tell, but it's definitely an apparition, and he he looks to be squatting, and he's just got a really uncomfortable face on. I I'm not sure what it is he's doing. It's only about ten twelve seconds that I see it, and, and it's then just it's a gone, quick, and then he's it just happens like every five minutes he comes in for twelve seconds, and then he disappears. Well, man, that goes to shitting. <laughs> Is he, is it going to hurt me? No. Can you smell shit? No. Then you're fine. <laughs> then you're fine. <laughs> if you can smell shit, then there's a real person shitting in your kitchen. Right. right. I know. Oh my god. If you can smell, <laughs> then there's someone real. Or what if the what if it manifested? And there's just this growing stain on the floor. <laughs> it just gets bigger. And bigger I'd be like, bigger. I'm I'm leaving. That's it. Sell the house. That's it. I don't care. Ghost shit. That I'm done. I draw the line at shitting ghosts. We're out. <laughs> What's wrong with us? I know. Uh, so other reports here of the uh, the Strand Theater was an employee who went to the basement to get some ice. He felt overcome by a spirit and was frozen on the steps for a while before she was allowed to move on. Um, papers flying off desks. Basic stuff. So, um, so that was the Strand Cinema. The next one I have is number six, the Mount Hope Cemetery in Bangor. We should go there. I would, Bangor's not that far from here, is no, it? Not two hours. Two hours. Uh, it was established in 1836. Uh, apparently more than 30,000 people are laid to rest in that cemetery. Wow. Uh, at the time of this publication, I don't, I don't remember what the year this was. Um, Mount Hope was... Oh, 
that's why I recognize the name of it. They used it in Pet Cemetery, the movie. Okay. That was the location they shot that. I knew that name sounded familiar. Um, it says, if being part of a horror movie is not enough to induce creepy feelings, the cemetery is home to countless soldiers who served in a variety of wars. That's one of those residual haunts that people will see in cemeteries that I hear is they see soldiers dressed in various eras. See, worth. And this is the thing that gets me. Why? Why? Were the, why would the soldiers in that image follow a body? Right, because you would imagine that they you would maybe see that body like on the battlefield where they died. Yeah, I think I know? I would be I think it would be much more plausible to see like an image of of a previous battle on a battlefield, like just quick. And and I guess it, maybe it would be I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it would be just make more sense to see it in the moment. So yeah. maybe so maybe like that would be kind of spooky, like a battlefield now that's all overgrown with trees and stuff, and you just you see know, people you see like, them coming get through, their, get their gun over their shoulder, right. Yeah, see that that would be much more effective to me than watching them walk around a cemetery because I'm like, oh well, that's where your body. Like, right? Like, I don't like. There's a cemetery up the road here. Yeah, I don't think there there's anything up there. No, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. So Though some of the headstones in the cemetery just maybe you know, 200 yards from here. Yeah, they're like they're 300 years old. Some of them. They're like in the seven early 1700s. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. almost 300. Yeah. Yeah, 1700. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's pretty that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so the next one I have is Lake George Regional Park West in Skowhegan. It's another one from Skowhegan. Apparently, this was this park was founded in 1992. It's got cabins, some facilities in it, some playing fields, and so basically just like a huge uh, campground, like outdoor camping ground. Yeah. Um, people have made claims that objects rearranged on the tables. Um, the time it takes for the occur for this to occur is only the amount of time it takes for someone to completely turn around. So, like, I could turn around. And in two seconds, this would be over here. Uh, oh, okay. You know. Oh. oh, as Dave turned away from the microphone, back to the microphone. Would, yeah, exactly. So, like, so, you, so, like, you look over. Oh, what's that? And then look back and like, and it's immediately moved like a foot and a half across the table. That's spooky. Yeah, but why? Why would they do that? I don't know. Mischievous ghosts. Mischievous ghosts. So one of the most famous legends about this place is about a group of children out wandering the woods when they stumbled across an old cabin. They lifted one of the smaller kids to look up inside one of the windows, and they said that there were chairs folded up against the wall, and it appeared to be a game room. And when another child went inside, the chairs were now placed around the table. That's creepy. So they look up, and they're like the chairs are like stacked up, and yeah. then they go in the house within a minute, and it's now set up in like a game table. I I like that. That's kind of cool. So that like that's really unexplained. Like right. you're like, oh, look at these all these chairs. There's a game table, and you go inside, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now they're all set up at the table. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Or or yeah, that's really weird. Um. All right. So the next one is the Wood Island Lighthouse in Saco Bay. I don't know about this one. I've never heard of this. It was uh, it was originally built in 1808 at the request of President Jefferson. Ah. Uh, it ended up in complete disrepair, so it needed to be replaced. Um, the lighthouse stands today that was erected in 1839. So about 30 years after it was originally built, it came down Mm. and then they rebuilt it. Um, they say there's unexplained shadows, um, unusual moaning. That's creepy. Like, I don't know if it's just people having sex in the basement of the lighthouse or if it's it's ghost sex. I don't know. Ghost sex. There's another residual haunt you wouldn't want to walk in on (laughs) every 30 seconds. Um, Sometimes they say locked doors fly open, gunshots are heard when there's no one around. Mm-hmm. Um, 1972, they replaced the old light with an automated light. 
Okay. And that wasn't anything big, but um, so that was that. Then there's one in Searsport, which is actually up close next to my in-laws. They live in Brooklyn. So the Carriage House Inn in Searsport, Maine. I've heard of that place, yeah. It's, uh, it was built in 1874. People have stated that they say uh, different paranormal activities, um, two ghosts wandering around, haunting the inn, they can say occasionally they've seen. One couple says they experienced the sensation of someone sitting on the bed. Which woke mm. them up. Mm. Um, thought that was kind of a cool one. Mm. Other guests have heard knocking, music, and sometimes smell cigar smoke. I've heard that one. That if you smell cigar smoke or cigarette smoke when no one's around, mm-hmm. means there's an apparition close, or there's like a there's an energy near you. That's weird. Yeah, I'd be thinking I'm having a stroke. Is that was that? No, I mean if you smell smoke, yeah, you're having or smell toast. Yeah, that's stroking out. Because the yeah. other night I actually smelled cigarette smoke and nobody around me was smoking. Oh, oh! <laughs> so I thought that was really bizarre. How high is your blood pressure? I should be fine. I hope. Perfect. <laughs> not with all that coffee you're drinking. That's why I'm not going to have any more coffee until about about a half hour. Um, <laughs> so number two is the museums of Old York in Old York, Maine. Okay. Uh, this was built in the 1750s, uh, so it's an older one. Um, activities around here include moving objects on their own, doors opening, chilly breezes. Probably wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that it was probably a cold, windy day, but whatever. <laughs> um, countless sightings of a woman called the White Witch. Ooh. She was one of those people that was hung in front of the current museum, so apparently she was... Yeah. You know how like they burn the witches of the stake, so she was hung outside the museum. So there's witnesses who say they see they see the white witch. Um, it's not unusual apparently to see this woman walking alone down the road. Children in the area have also reported a lady in white who asks them to play with her. Huh. Okay. That's kind of creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> you want to play a game? Okay. What are we going to play? Step into this closet. <laughs> Uh, and then the number one is in Augusta, Maine. It is the Kennebec Arsenal. Huh. Are you familiar with this? Um, I don't. I've I've been to an. Oh, maybe it's not an arsenal. I've been to an armory yep. in, in Augusta. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's the same one. All right. So apparently, it was built for military purposes following the War of eighteen twelve. So no, it definitely was not that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um. When it was no longer needed to serve as a location to protect the coastal borders in 1901, the building shifted from military usage to a mental hospital. Nice. Um, Maine State Hospital purchased the property and expansions were made. It was later renamed the Augusta Mental Health Institute. Um, so apparently it housed thousands of mentally ill adults and children. Uh, it was a mental hospital. So there are stories in regards to the horrific treatment of the patients. Uh, some reports state that thousands of people died in the facility to be buried in unmarked graves. Jeez. The facility has officially closed. Presently, access to the arsenal lands and structure is against the law. Prior to this, sightings of ghostly apparitions in the facility were common as were unusual sounds and sometimes the cries of former residents. Spooky stuff. That's spooky stuff. That's one of those, I know it's against the law, but I wonder what you would have to do to get permissions to go in and check out the Kennebec arsenal. I don't know. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my top ten list. I love it, man. That was pretty fun. This it almost is... makes me want to go to some of these places. Maybe we do a short series uh, um, in the, the coming summer, record a bunch of stuff of us we going take to these like, places. We take like three or four of these and just do like one-off episodes and yeah. just go in it. That would be fantastic. Yes! Because you said there are a few of these that are close. Like Bangor is probably about two hours. Obviously, Saco Bay is only about a half hour from here. Uh-huh. Bitterford, we can even go down to Bitterford City Theater. Augusta's not that far. Even Searsport's not that far. Yeah, a couple so hours. That might be fun to take a couple of road trips this summer and just throw a few episodes out. Okay. That would be really fun. Um, And I could talk about this forever, and we've already talked for almost 35 minutes I know. on this. this we is could just awesome. go and go and go and go. So 
what do we want to do first? Do we want to do the Would You Rathers or do we want to rock out our Midnight Club? Let's do some Would You Rather. All right, so. Let's do the Would You Rather. Is this one yours? This is mine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. This, again, is, has nothing to do with uh, paranormal activity or anything like that. David. Yes? Would you rather. Okay, so, uh, here's, the, here's the premise. Somebody gets shot with an arrow. Got it. Would you rather push the arrow completely through them in order to remove it, feeling it slide on the bone and cartilage, or suck the poison from a snake bite out of someone's ass? This is fully dependent on whose ass I'm sucking, (laughs) first of all. (laughs) Sure. Because if it was a relative or a loved one and they were going to die from the snake bite, yes, I'd put my mouth on their ass. (laughs) However... The idea of hearing an arrow squeeze through somebody's bone and cartilage. Like they get shot in the ribs and you you have to push it through their chest, push it hard so it comes out their back and you pull it out. Is almost too much for me to pass up. Like <laughs> to pass up? So okay, so the question is so you shoot the arrow right through the knee, right? Okay. Okay. Do you push so you're saying you push it all the way through or do you pull it back no, so that you it gets can't, caught on the let, no let's say that it's barbed and the only way to get the arrow out is to completely push is to it through to completely push it through right See, cuz I was thinking to myself if I were to try to pull it out you get the barbs and then you get caught on the arrow and you just like pulling no. ligaments and no. shit out through the leg okay Do I know the person whose poison I'm sucking It says someone's ass so I wasn't cl- I wasn't And clear. do I is this poison going to kill me if I suck it? Let's say that it's enough to kill the person that it's in. But if I ingest it and spit it, I'll be fine. Like uh, if I suck it out and then uh, they say you can do that with snake bites, right? Isn't that the I thing? I think so. And also, I'm not saying that we're bitten by a snake. I'm just saying there was poison. Oh, I did. Damn you did it! Say you said I'm an suck, idiot. Suck the poison from a snake bite. I wrote this and I don't remember. <laughs> suck the poison from a snake bite out of someone's ass. Now I'm. I'm. It can either be the meat of the ass or the actual, the actual ass. hole. <laughs> <laughs> there, I think there's a word for that, but you have to put something else in it first, and it's so you not wanna, poison. So you're gonna either suck out, suck the starfish, or you know what? I, I think, I think just for the sheer terror of seeing this happen, I'd want to push an arrow completely through someone's knee to see what would happen. Oh my god, you're picking the knee, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you want to be the one to do it? I can see you like I need a piece of wood to put on the back so I can put some more weight into it. I, th- I oh, shit. All right, what about you? God, what, would you dude, do? what an awful question. Who wrote this? I don't know. Some asshole. What the f- an asshole with poison in it? <sighs> would I rather push the arrow completely through them? Okay. I think. Again, it depends. I guess where that was shot. I think I would rather push an arrow through somebody. Okay, because sucking the poison out of someone's ass, I would be worried that I would get poison. Right, that's where I'm scared. Right, absolutely. Right. I mean, that's that's the scary part. I I don't want to get poisoned. Um, geez, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to get poisoned. But then again, I don't. Want, I guess it depends on where the arrow was. Like if it was in something like a knee. If you get shot in the knee, I think the I don't. There's not much space in there. No. So you'd have to have the arrow go right between your your knee. And also on my left knee, I don't have any cartilage on the joints in my knee because of an old runner's injury. Yeah. Well, neither so do there's I. There's no cartilage. Oh, you especially, but there, I have no cartilage. So you'd just be pushing right through bone. <laughs> and all I can picture is that like sound like. Yes. They can, you can splintered feel it wood stick, going through your knee. Stick a little bit. 
so so when I'm thinking of an, an arrow injury, I think like center of mass, like in the chest, yeah. or in the abdomen yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that. Yeah, but I'm thinking like if it was lodged between ribs, you'd have to push it through, and then you'd see like the 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 veins on the back, the f- flutes, flukes, flutes. I think so. I think it's flutes. Yeah, flukes. The flutes. I don't know. Yeah, you you know you'd see the the shaft of the arrow hit the wound and then the, the the feathers or the fins like get folded flat as it goes into the wound as you're pushing pulling oh. it out the back I, I i i think i'd do the arrow yeah I, I just think just because i think it would make me really happy because i know that if 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 that person doesn't survive i'm not gonna die because i sucked poison into my mouth from their ass right exactly hole so you're gonna push an arrow right through the leg or or yes yeah, I think so. I think that's the best. I think that's that would the smartest be, move. That's the one with the least amount of variables, or at least variables you can see. If you're ble- if you're bleeding out, you could probably stop bleeding relatively fast right. to get a medical attention. Right. If you have a snake bite, you don't know what kind of. Usually, the snake is gone. Right. You don't know what it was, and you don't know how much time you have to live, and you don't know if you got the poison out. Right. Yeah. Nope. Let him die. <laughs> I, no, well, no, because then you have the then you run the risk though. If you push the arrow right through, <coughs> you run the risk of hitting an artery if you pull it all the way. Oh no, because I guess it's in the same place. So well, you're not gonna because so I guess if you initially hit the artery when you put it through their knee mm-hmm. and then you pull it, you're gonna ex- well, like if it was something like a target arrow where it's just a cylinder. Yep, you'd probably be okay pulling it back out. I don't know. Interesting. I think well. I, I, and of course, they're talking like battlefield triage. If you get shot with an arrow, leave the damn thing in there and go to the hospital. Right, exactly. Don't, don't ask an <laughs> asshole oh like us to make, Dave, you're going to fucking pull it out. No, I can't pull it out. <laughs> I'm going to push it through you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, you should Listen probably. Listen to that. <laughs> you know, Greg, you should probably go to a hospital. I don't think I should push this through. Just fucking do it. Yeah, fine, I'll do it myself. I, I lean against the wall and I just put weight into it. Fuck, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. You know what time it is, Dave. It is time for it. So for those of you who remember from last week, we have switched the car up because we realized that the Monstro is a terrible handler. So we've gone to the 1971 Bestia. I'm going to actually just let it sit here. Okay. We've gone to the 71 Bestia, which I think is it's a heavier car and apparently it handles way better so we're gonna give it a shot here and we're gonna see so my last round was two minutes we're gonna see i watched this double i I wanna i want uh, you should mark on the on our sheet where we change the cars oh how is it (laughs) it's got terrible pickup holy crap oh god okay look at you look at the weight i can see the mass oh god Oh no! Oh, it handles like a shit. (laughs) So the one thing about this car I do remember, or this game really particular, is that they really got a pretty good handle on the mass of a vehicle. (laughs) Oh jeez, Dave! Oh, I am gonna botch this completely. This is terrible. Is there a way? I think you you gotta you gotta go. Oh, and I missed. Yeah, you missed. You missed it. You really I, missed I it, and I can't restart. I can't restart. No, you, we gotta do I it. I have to finish the damn race. So this might be a ringer or something. This might be a, a look at. I can just see it. The weight of it. I gotta give it more than one round, though. This is a fluke round. Okay, we'll do it twice at least. Um, but one thing about the game I always liked is like the mass of the car. They did a pretty they good job in how it handles. They definitely have the physics of the car down. Except for when it flies through the air and lands perfectly. Oh, here you go. 
Oh god! Oh, oh I did it though. You made I, it. I made it over the wrong. Jeez. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's on fire. None of the other cars we ever. None of the other races our car made. Wow, it. this is actually more fun though. I think we should do this every five hours or four or five hours. We should just switch the car. Okay, just so we can get it, so we can get a different experience. Right. So this is hour five. So then at hour ten. So at hour. See, do you see my 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 things are blinking on the oh, right? Oh yeah, you're burning up. So hour ten, we'll switch the car again. So I'm at a minute and forty-five. Okay. And they've already finished the race. <laughs> I'm not even close. Oh, maybe oh, I am. Don't. Oh, that really bad turn's coming up. I think if you crash one more time, it's gonna blow up. Ooh, not, not bad on that. <laughs> Jeez, not bad on that turn. If I can stay under my original time of 2.11, I'll feel happy, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Okay. Nope. Nope. Oh, man, this was terrible. Oh, and I missed it. No, no didn't. you didn't. No, you didn't. Just don't don't miss this. Don't cut this corner. Yeah, good. See, I... Oh, man. Once I master... Oh, my God, this is terrible. Once I master the sharp turn on this thing... Yeah, that was pretty bad. Wow, two minutes and 29 seconds. Wow, that was garbage. All right, so I'm going to make a little mark here. So all the other guys are pretty... Ash, 146, Trey, 147, James, 147, Catherine, 210, which is about where we were before. So I'm going to do the Monstro up here. All right, whenever you're ready, you go. Okay. Restart. Restart the race. Here we go. The Bestia. Oh, what a hog. I know. Yeah, so I'm not going to... Your, your time to beat is 229. <laughs> okay. And the problem is, is I see, the nitrous makes it way too hard to control this. Oh, so, oh, see? Look at that. That was a nice... Yeah, I had to slow down. A nice slow turn. You're going to do much better on this already than I am. Oh, do you hear the engine? Listen to that. Oh, telephone pole. Oh, man. Uh, all out of NOS. Hope I can get up to speed here. I don't know if you'll be able to catch them so you can drift uh, behind one, but... Oh, there they are. No, not unless they wreck. That's the hard part. Like, if... I, I remember playing this game. That's what would get me so frustrated. That um, if you lose them, right, you can get it, never... Get it, get it. Oh, God. Oh, you did it. You can never Holy catch up. Shit, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to win, but it would be nice if we won at least once in the next... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez, knocking telephone poles over. <laughs> this is so much fun. Do you know what it's going to be like at 2 in the morning? Fucking amazing. I've just had this thing matted the whole way. Oh, shit. See, you're way ahead of my time. You're still, you're, a, you're at a minute and 21 right now. I'm at 154 miles an hour. Putting a lot of stress on that engine. All right, slow it, slow it, make the turn. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I think we need to switch every five hours. We'll swap cars because okay. I think it makes a better experience you know, if we do it. I have to say, this is the car I always liked. I did too. So I think part of it was because once it got up to speed, it handled better. Oh, ah. you're gonna, you're still gonna beat my time. Oh, you know, what? I'm actually pretty pleased. I'm, I'm almost where you're I gonna, was before. Your last time was 2:03. You're coming in under. Oh my god, you <laughs> went under two minutes! Nice! Shit sticks! Oh shit, that horn's stuck on now. 
Yeah, so I got 159. That's my best time. That's your best time so far. I love that the horn's still beeping. Okay, so Ash at 146, Trey at 146, James at 148, Catherine at 153, and and me at 159. Still last. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, Listen to that. So I think we decided after in the break between hours four and five that in an effort to preserve the PlayStation since it's so old is we're going to shut it off. Do we want to shut it off every six hours? Yeah, so maybe so, the end of the next hour because we're going into hour six next. Yeah, let's we'll shut it off at the end of that. We'll leave that. We'll leave the horn beeping <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. That was good. So we did, that was unexpected. So the Bestia was a disaster for me. You beat me by thirty seconds. Wow. But you're used to that car, which makes it a lot easier for you to control it. I'm not used to using that because I. Freaking hated that car. For whatever reason, I always liked the weight of it and the, the handling. Yeah. After it got up to speed, it's slow as hell. But I was I always liked drifting. I thought that was I I, I think more like a drifter. I guess Ooh. I should go live in Tokyo. Let's do it. All right. So next week we have hour six, which is the noon the noon o'clock hour, and it is National Third Shift Worker Day. <laughs> okay. Or National Clean Your Room Day. We yes. can choose one of the two. If we want to maybe clean, <laughs> maybe we'll clean during the next hour. We can do either. <laughs> so Third Shift Worker Day, I think, would be a really fun one because you and I have both had done shift work. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I've yeah. done first shift. I think you said you've done third shift. I've, no, I've done first and second. All right. So we can talk about that a little bit. And I know um, your your wife, I know Christy, you said, um, I don't know if she does usually first shift, right? She's done first, second, and third. Okay. So yeah. we can, maybe if she'd be willing to come in for this episode... <laughs> She can chat for a little while about <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I'll ask her. Um, so, that's, so that's what we got coming up for next week. Um, I'm looking forward to... Oh, also, we're going to order Domino's Pizza in the next hour. Oh, God, do you want to do that? Let's, the love we'll of figure God that out. It's lunchtime. We'll talk... <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll push it back an episode. We just finished eating. I know. I'm still eating combos, and I'm not, I am not hungry in the least. So Neither we, am I. If we order an hour seven, we'll assuming we'll get it an hour eight. Yeah, we'll eat by three. Let's we'll figure push, it out. All right, we'll figure it out later. So... That's the end of the episode. Greg, why don't you take it away and uh, end us out here, Paul? Yes, of course. So that brings us to the end of episode six. No, not episode six. God, episode five. So if you like this, follow us on uh, Facebook. Let us blow your mind on Twitter at BlowYourMind14. Instagram at ChampaKline. And, of course, our website, ChampaKline.com. Join us again next week. Oh, and you can also subscribe on Spreaker and iTunes. So join us next week as we uh I don't even remember what we were talking about. We're going to go we're going to go clean up your room, Greg. Ah! <laughs>